Good afternoon. Today is my 16th podcast coming to you as I acknowledge the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam unceded territories for which this podcast is being shared. This podcast is about grown-up Fran or a responsible Fran. It has been a month and a half since I have shared a podcast due to our um, due to our mourning. The discovery of over 1500 uh, unmarked uh, graves has taken its toll on our people as we have our ancestors, our survivors have shared the stories um, and they've gone unheard. Um, even uh, myself in 2019 at UBC, I volunteered and the Indigenous, well, the Metis uh, professor of Indigenous education uh, put her hand up and told me, Fran, there's no evidence, and I'm making the new secondary teachers too upset with my, my sharing. So with that being said, um, I... I am challenging my courses I had taken from Langara. For whatever reason, uh, they were not transferred over to Douglas College and their courses on Aboriginal law. And the my Douglas College has said that I need to be able to uh, state what the courses are and their relevance for child and youth care. And there is no more so now of uh, a call to action that these courses are more than relevant. And in that capacity, I have had um, various friends uh, help me to write it because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted of speaking up for our people and nobody would listen. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, UBC, despite having a residential school poll and being Indigenous education and being somebody from Indigenous background and history and, and work experience, it was not enough because I also did not have a degree. And this podcast is um, regarding my degree. I realize as... I'm not one to look ahead. And I've said this a couple of times and it's more more aware in our indigenous history that our lifespan is not a long one. If you think about it and reflect upon it, if you were to ask an indigenous person, you would um, you would be surprised to hear that 
depending on their way of life, having grown up, that um, I would be dead at 20, I would be dead at 30. I didn't think I would live this long. In a previous podcast, I'd mentioned I did not think my sister would make it to 50. And she turned 50 in November of 2020. I myself, I did not think growing up with the with the turmoil I had, I did not think that I would live past 30. And here I am in a few weeks I will be 52. I did not think I would make it this far. I did not think I would graduate. Grade 12. And since then I've always had this desire to learn. I want to learn as much as I can. I want to learn my own language. I want to learn another language. I want to learn archaeology, anthropology, sociology, indigenous languages, indigenous cultures. There's so much. It's like I have ADHD, but I also had no idea that so much is out there for us and to also create the space I wanted to give back to my band and I had put together an informal proposal of being able to work for our community but working down here because there are at least 500 plus members and of those many are children and from that there is no advocate or person to be able to explain the education language, the education school system to our families and to our students to be able to get uh, the psychological education testing like I had years ago. I fought for a band to be able to get that and now they have it but I don't believe many parents understand that that testing is very relevant and very important for their child's education, for their education, for my education. I I don't think I would have gotten a degree without it. So right now I am challenging my courses and I'm thinking I have lived my whole entire life of 51 years in poverty and now to look at job descriptions that uh, the minimum start is $56,000 or $35 an hour um, is unfamiliar for me and a shock for me and it's a new concept for for my little family who've been so patient and have been used to being impoverished and like I said we silence and we suffer in silence and for over two years living in the the very urban expensive Vancouver I don't believe people understand um, the things that we do or things that we don't do or things that we go out with Um, not being able to have the finances to be able to get stuff done or 
or to be able to go anywhere. And I wasn't able to go to Kamloops uh, in my vehicle because I just, you know, I did not want to take money out of my two children's mouths, my son's mouths. And, you know, I put it out to the creator and lo and behold, uh, the week after the discovery, my cousin phones me and's like, well, I want to go to Kamloops and, and I think you'd be one to, uh, a good one to ride with and, and be able to understand the importance and significance of us going. And, you know, I had $30 in my pocket. There was no way of paying, you know, paying for the fuel to go out there. And, and she offered to pay that and she, she offered to buy my younger son, my youngest son and, and myself uh, a good breakfast and a good supper before we headed back to Vancouver. So to be able to to have the finances is a real shock to my system to be able to afford to take care of my son in his final grade 12 year and and for post-secondary if that's what he chooses um, after this pandemic it's really a, a reflective and and being aware of your space and what you can or cannot do and for myself um, finalizing the minute things needed for the rites of passage is still relevant in my mind and it's actually more relevant than my my impending graduation um, I've started work on my button blanket but with no matriarch beside me to support and encourage me I, I don't know also don't know what I'm doing so that too is you know uh, weighing heavy on on my on my system that you know I, I need to be able to have uh, some kind of celebratory regalia and I don't know how to make regalia I don't have I don't have uh, a matriarch in my corner to be able to show me the way and applying for a job and, and figuring out my worth as well as I'm still finishing off my practicum and my final course uh, due to all the, the humane, humane's discovered I've had to take a halt on my my final course my final CYC course to to graduate and I'm working on that very slowly right now when I talked with my instructor and and she says it'll get done when it gets done and and I'm not pulling out the um I can't do it card I can't do it because this happened in our history and it's happening right now and there's relevance and and I I gotta do it I I did my leadership paper right after the discovery due June 1st and I submitted in three hours early and and I got 19 out of 20 on that and and I did it with this relevance to the 215 that were first discovered so I'm collectively holding on to all of this and um, in the circle of courage, the, the mastery of my self-worth is, is not very high because I've always expected it to be low. And to be able to think of myself in the value of a dollar and, 
and minimum wage of you know 16 or 17 dollars now and um it's just it's just a shock I did not think I would make it here As you know, I have no family to be able to help me. I had my first ministry job, social worker, Allison has helped me immensely with my child protection course and for writing to get into the degree program. I had my old boss, she's a team leader, Karen. It's amazing. And today, today I had the conversation that what I can accomplish is more than the, the colonial or the provincial terminology in job postings. But she will help me to be prepared and we applied for a job here in the mentorship of my practicum and I didn't get it and you know there's like a tiny sliver minute sliver of hope that you will and and I was prepared to not get it and that's been my way of life that you know you have a sliver of hope but you are sure you're not going to get it and that's that's friend mentality that's my expectations they're very low so as i move forward and, and transition from what i've always known to the unfamiliar and what other people have taken for granted It's a first step for this Bolton clan for any member of our family. I just wanted to share that with you as as I transition and and cross paths to um being able to financially finally finally being able to financially support my family of four. We've adopted uh, my youngest's uh, best friend and bought bunk beds um and my youngest son is ready willing and able to share his bedroom so this is where my this is where my transition in, in life has taken me my oldest son has moved back home he's been back home for uh two weeks and yesterday um a bear ran past their group of six while they were collecting devil's club uh tra- our traditional medicines uh a, a young well an older cub that has left his his mom has left them is what usually happens when they're 2 years old and and he's fending for himself now ran past them and that's just like 
that's where my son is right now. You know, like he's at that same level. He's not with his mom. He left his mom and he's ready to take on the world and new challenges and new hopes and dreams. And and I wish him all the best. And I'm trying to finish this practicum so so I can go up there and, and, and celebrate his, his new life, his new challenges. Um, is that being too much of a helicopter mom? I don't know. I don't have anything to uh, parallel this to, but I love my sons and I wish I wish him well. Thank you for listening and thank you for the space.